Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with sharing the Word of God. It is my hope and prayer that you and your family enjoy your Christmas and that you have had a safe and a wonderful holiday. Today we're going to be coming to you with the Word of God. And we've been out for a while, taking a little break from everything, and so we are back now. So we're coming from the book of Jonah. And today we're going to be starting at Jonah, the first uh, chapter 1, starting at verse 1. And it reads like this, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittiah, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And from these uh, passages of scriptures, we're going to be talking about obey the Lord obey the Lord. Amen. So we find that when God is getting ready to do something, he might prepare a vessel or he may speak directly himself, but usually he prepares a vessel that he is going to use to help him to bring about a deliverance, which was what he wanted to bring to the city of Nineveh. In this instance, The person that he chose to use was the prophet Jonah. And so we see something in Jonah that uh, sometimes can happen to us too. And some of us are prophets, some of us are preachers, some of us are evangelists, some of us are just people who have a relationship with God. But when God wants to do something, God can give an instruction to a people and it's going to be up to the person to obey what God has to say. And, and do that which God has called them to do. So here we see the story of the prophet Jonah. And the thing about a prophet is that when God speaks to a prophet, the prophet is the mouthpiece of God. So God would tell Jonah what he would have to say to Nineveh. But many times in life, we can be to the point where if we have an opinion about something, the question is, is will we let our opinion about something override the directive that God has given us to do, the override that directive of God's instruction. So will we let our prejudgments about a people just because we don't like somebody, will we let that stop us from doing what God has told us to do? You find in life that prejudice goes many ways. You can have, and we're seeing a great amount of prejudice today because of things that have happened in the past that are coming out now and causing um, conflict between the races because of racial uh, racial hatred for whatever reasons. So we find in this story, in the book of Jonah, that Jonah had a problem with the Ninevites. And he did not want to go and he did not want to witness uh, that the Lord was going to change Nineveh. He felt like if he did it, God was just going to change his mind in the first place. He knew God was a God of justice. He knew that God was a God of mercy. So 
God has spoken and saying that the sins of Nineveh have come up before me, but God's thing is that no man should perish. So he had an assignment for Jonah and he told Jonah that he wanted him to go and to minister to the people that were down in Nineveh. But we've got a prophet of the Lord who is resistant to doing the will of God at this time because he had his own beliefs as though he were a person who had created these souls that he wasn't going to go down to Nineveh. So the Bible declares that Jonah arose after he heard that the Lord wanted him to go to Nineveh that he arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And so I'm wondering, where is Jonah getting this wisdom that he can run from the presence of the Lord? Where is he getting this idea? Because where can you go to hide from the Lord? Where can you go to get away from the Lord? No matter where you go, God is there. So Jonah's train of thought already was in a wrong place in the first place because you can't run from the Almighty God. But Jonah got on a ship. He went down to Joppa. He got a ship that was going to Tarshish. He paid his fare. And he went down into the bottom of the ship because he wanted to hide from the presence of the Lord. He went down, but something happened. So Jonah's made his decision. How many times has God told us to do something and we make a decision that we're going to go the very opposite direction of what the Lord wants us to do because we want to have our own way. But the Bible declares, but the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. So God had put something in the way of Jonah. He thought he was going to have a smooth sailing going against God. I don't know how long Jonah had been a prophet of the Lord, but he should know that a prophet is supposed to obey God and be the voice of God. So he comes up with his own idea. How many times have we come up with our own idea when God has spoken to us, when God's ready to save a people? If God is telling you to go and speak to a people, then that's the best thing that you should do is to go and speak to the people that God has told you to speak to because one soul is important to God. It's just like the parable when there is a lost sheep that the the shepherd will leave that that 99 and he'll go and seat that one so here it was that the in the book of Jonah God was concerned about the people of Nineveh he was concerned about more than 120,000 people He was concerned about them, but Jonah was only concerned about one. Jonah was concerned about what he wanted and not what God wanted. So God can change some things. So God calls a tempest to come upon the sea. As to whether it had the magnitude of a hurricane, I don't know. But the mariners, when they saw that the ship was being tossed to and fro, they became afraid and they began to cry out to their God. They began to cry out to each one of them, their God. So didn't say that they were crying out to God Almighty. It's just whatever God they had. They were crying out to their God. They knew to pray, but they were praying to the wrong God. So they began to pray and they began to cry out to their God. They began to toss the cargo off of the ship to lighten up the load. 
But in the meantime, Jonah was down at the bottom of the ship. Jonah was in the lowest parts of the ship and he was fast asleep. And God tells us that when he's moving, don't go to sleep on what God is doing. Don't go to sleep and and forget about prayer. Don't go to sleep and forget about staying on your post and doing what you're supposed to do. But here it was that the prophet of God named Jonah was down in the bottom of the ship. But up at the top of the ship while he was sleeping, the seas were growing tempestuous against those who were trying to make sure that they didn't perish. And so the captain of the ship, he came down and he's, he, he awoke Jonah up out of his sleep. So whenever you've got something going on, when a body of people have something going on, leadership ought to always begin to lead and take over to see what is what is the cause for the problem, to see how it is that we can course correct this thing that's going on wrong. So Jonah was down in the bottom of the ship and Jonah was down there sleeping because he had made it up in his mind that he was going to flee from the presence of the Lord. And like I said, how can you flee no matter where you go? God is there. The captain of the ship, he came and talked to him and he said, what do you mean sleeper? And we see this in uh, Jonah chapter one, verse six. What do you mean sleeper? Arise, get up, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. So the, the captain looked at this thing. Everybody's praying on the ship. They're praying to their God. And now he's telling Jonah, you get up and you pray to your God because he foresees that there is going to be a loss. They've already lost the cargo that was in the ship because they were lightening the load. He didn't want to lose the lives of the people. So he knew that if you, everybody who has a God, they had covered all of the gods. They were covering every base so that somebody's God would save them. And so they had gotten to the God of Jonah. And so he has a dialogue with Jonah and he wants to know from Jonah. He says for him to get up so that the the their lives won't be lost. And so somebody says that, well, why don't we cast lots? And so when they cast the lots, the lot fell on Jonah and he began to ask him questions. When things are going wrong all around you, sometimes you got to stop and you got to ask, why is this calamity happening? What is going on? Uh, we ought to obey God. We need to know what God is wanting. What's going on? Why is all this trouble? Why is all this problem happening to us all of a sudden? So he asked Jonah, he says, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation and where do you come from? What's your country and of what people are you? And then Jonah answered in him. He said, I'm a Hebrew. And then the captain knew that he served the God Jehovah. He knew that he served the Lord God Almighty that he had heard about. And so he said, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. So the captain of the ship, he knew that this was the, the God of the Hebrews. He knew he was the God of heaven. He knew he was the God who made the sea. He knew was he was the God who made the dry land. And so he was beginning to be afraid. The people were afraid and they wanted to know 
the the the, the mariners on the ship wanted to know uh, for why did he flee, and he told them that he fled. He told them that he fled. Jonah spilled the beans about his own behavior. And so here it was, there was a predicament between men who, although they served other gods, they had done, they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. But the Lord's cause for this problem was not against them. The cause for the tempestuous sea was the disobedient prophet that had been told to go and to preach at Nineveh, but who failed to do that thing which God had directed them to do. The Bible puts them in a physical condition where the sea is growing tempestuous, where the sea is raging against them, and they try to save the ship, but minute by minute, the, the sea is growing worse, and it's growing worse and it's growing worse against them. It's like the mind of the mariners. They had a mind that was tossed to and fro and God was taking a physical thing and showing them a spiritual thing too, just like their minds were tossed to and fro about their God. The the behavior of Jonah was tossing that ship to and fro because God was displeased. When our minds go to and fro with what we believe about God, when we have idols before God. The mind is double minded. It's tossed to and fro and it's not it's, it's not submitted to God. So God has them in the situation and I'm sure by now they're thinking about this thing because they know that this problem that is in this ship has been caused by one man. So what do you do when your life is in jeopardy? What do you do when you have to have, you may not have lived all right, but whatever this judgment that's coming, you come into the presence of the living God. What do you do when it's just this one person that may cause all of you to lose your lives because of one person, because of one thing that they have done? They wanted to know what shall we do uh, to you that the sea may be calm for us. So they knew, they realized God was mad at Jonah for his behavior. The sea was growing tempestuous. They were trying to steer this ship, but they, it was all out of their control because who can fight up against something when God is doing a thing in the earth? Who can speak up against God when God has called you and the sea is raging tempestuous against you and you have have that fear of losing your own life for something that somebody else has done. Somebody else has caused this thing to come upon you. Jonah was to do one thing and that was to go and to preach at Nineveh. But he had failed to do what God had told him to do. He had heard the voice of the enemy speak to him. He had listened by his own senses. He had thrown out what he knew about doing for God because he wanted to have his own way. Therefore, the mariners, they cried out to the Lord. And this is what they said. 
They said, we pray, O Lord, in that 14th verse. They said, we pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. So in other words, God, don't cause us to die because of something he did. I imagine how many people are saying, Lord, don't cause us to die because of the choices that other people have made over our lives, God. Oh, God, because of what they did, God, do we all have to die? And so he says, do not charge us, Lord. If we have to make a decision about this man, don't charge us with innocent blood. Lord, for you, oh Lord, you have done as you pleased. And so Jonah told them to pick him up and throw him in the sea. I wonder why Jonah didn't just jump into the sea. But I, I kind of think that in a way, he didn't have he didn't have it in him. He had it in him to choose to run, but he didn't have it in him to kill himself and to jump into the sea. So he asked the men to throw him into the sea. And so they threw him into the sea. He was like a sacrifice. How the Lord had and then the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And so it was that the men, they feared the Lord exceedingly after they threw Jonah into the sea and the sea ceased from his raging. The men, they were afraid and they offered and sacrificed to the Lord vows. But even though Jonah now was in a different environment, he was had been thrown off the ship. God had prepared a fish to swallow him. It didn't say that that it was a fish on the inside like any other fish it could be, but it just said that God had prepared the fish. So God had prepared Jonah and wanted Jonah and had given him assignment to go to Nineveh to preach to the souls that were in Nineveh. God was concerned about souls, and that is what God wants us to be concerned about. He wants us to be concerned about the souls of people. He wants us to be concerned and listen and follow his directive. He wants us to do what he has told us to do and obey the voice of God. There are so many souls all across the earth that the Lord is concerned about now. So has God told you to minister? Has God told you to witness? And has God told you to do a certain thing for the people? Like God told Jonah to go and preach to the souls down at Nineveh. Uh, But Jonah had his own thoughts about what he wanted to do and God had an answer for Jonah. Jonah yes you gonna run but Jonah where you gonna go and hide from the presence of the Lord? Who spoke to you Jonah in the first place that you can hide from the presence of the Lord? Who has spoken to you that you can go and hide from the presence of the Lord? If God has called you to a thing it is better to obey God. The Bible declares that obedience is better than sacrifice. So when the spirit of the Lord does tells you to do something. When the spirit of the Lord speaks to you to go and help a person, when the spirit of the Lord gives you direction, will you obey the voice of God? Will you obey the command of God? Will you go forth no matter what, no matter what the sacrifice, no matter what the cost, will you do that thing which God has told you to do? Hey, so God was concerned. Jesus was concerned about us when he 
died on Calvary's cross for us. Jesus was concerned about your soul. Jesus was concerned about my soul. Will we obey the voice of God? And will we do what God tells us to do when it comes to the souls of people? Will we be concerned more about people than we will be concerned about having our own way? Having what we want. It's not like Burger King where you can have it your own way. Oh, but God wants a people that are willing to die for him. Hey, God wants a people that are willing to sacrifice and to obey his voice. So it was that God had prepared the fish. And when God prepared the fish, it swallowed Jonah up. And then in the belly of the fish, down in the fish, the Bible declares that Jonah prayed. It says in Jonah chapter 2 that it says he cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me out of the belly of Sheol I cried. And so when we get afflicted, uh, when we don't want to obey God, uh, when God is trying to save the souls of his people when God is trying to bring us up out of sin and bring us back to him when God has to pull a correction on us to bring about a correction then we can go into a place of affliction so when Jonah got swallowed into the belly of the whale Jonah felt as though he was in Sheol a place of death Jonah felt that that he knew that he had sinned Jonah knew that he had gone tried to hide from the presence of the Lord but you can't hide from the presence of the Lord I guess he remembered just like it seemed like death would swallow up Israel just like before when God opened up when the people rebelled Korah and those followed rebelled up against Moses and then the earth opened up and swallowed them up and it was like they had died and they had died in Sheol and were closed up and died and so here it was that 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 when uh, Jonah was down in the belly of the fish, he felt like he was at death. He was in Sheol, but he remembered. He said, when my soul fainted with men in me, I remembered the Lord. There's a place you can get to when you're disobedient to God, hey, that you feel like you're in death. Your soul will faint. You will be fearful. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God or to fall into the hands of the almighty God. But Jonah recognized that he needed to do something. Hey, that he needed to pray. And sometimes in life we need to repent and we need to pray. We need to come up out of our wicked ways. We need to turn ourselves around from that thing of evil, that thing of disobedience, when the voice and the spirit of the Lord tells us to do something and we want to go off into our carnal nature and not obey what God has said, will we obey the voice of the living God? Will we repent? Because when God speaks a thing and he tells you to do something, uh, God is concerned not just for your soul, but God is concerned about the souls of thousands. God is concerned about the souls of millions. God is concerned about the soul of every man. Every man. 
Will you obey when God gives you a directive? Will you heed the direction and the voice of God when he tells you to do something? So Jonah finds himself in the belly of the fish. And then he remembers to give God a praise. He remembers to uh, give God a thanksgiving. And so he said, but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And so God heard Jonah. Is God hearing you? Do we need to repent? Do I need to repent? Do you need to repent? Do we need to repent and do that thing which God has told us to do in this hour? Because souls are laying and waiting in the balance. Uh, Is there a word that you're supposed to share? Is there a hand that you're supposed to help? Is there encouragement that you're supposed to give to somebody? But because it's an inconvenience to you or because you might not like that person or because you might have your own prejudice against that people as Jonah had against the people of Nineveh because the Ninevites were of Assyria and they had had problems with them throughout and God had used the Assyrians at points of time in history to correct Israel for sin. So why is it that Jonah wants to go and preach to somebody that he don't like in the first place and also because he knew that if he he went and did it God was just gonna forgive him anyway but he 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 realizes while he's in that fish that God has spoken is God speaking to you is God telling you to do something and you're failing to heed the voice of the living God well what is God saying to you so he prays a prayer of thanksgiving and so the Lord spoke to the fish So first God prepared the fish and now he spoke to the fish and then the fish has to obey the voice of God and he vomits Jonah up on dry land. So what is God saying to you? Do we need to repent before the hand of God? Do we need to repent at the voice of God? So the Bible says that in Jonah chapter 3, At verse 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, and he told Jonah to go and preach the message that he told them to preach. And so this time, uh, Jonah makes his way to Nineveh. And Jonah, he preaches and he gives the message that God told him to say. And he cried out and he said, In 40 days, in 40 days, and Nineveh was going to be overthrown. But the thing that happened was that the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least. So it doesn't matter how you say what you say. It matters that you say what God tells you to say when it comes to preaching the gospel when it comes to God giving you direction do what God tells you to do how God told you to do it and then God is the one who causes the change to come about in whomever he is trying to help whomever God is trying to change God is the one who does the wonder work and power you and I just have to be obedient 
obedient to be the messengers that God wants us to be. Whatever role God wants you to play in a situation when it comes to dealing with people, then you have to play the role that God has told you to play. So Jonah preached the message that God had said. The people heard the message and the people repented. And the word of this got up to the king. And then when the word got to the king of Nineveh, even he humbled himself down. He got off of his throne. He took off his royal robe and he covered himself with sackcloth and ashes. They, The people were in sackcloth and ashes. This was a public symbol, symbolism of their sorrow. This was public symbolism of them knowing that they've done wrong and now they are sorry for them. at the preaching of Jonah they repented at the preaching of Jonah they humbled down at the preaching of Jonah this whole city repented before the Lord the whole city repented before the Lord the king caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king the people couldn't eat the animals couldn't eat nobody could drink the animals couldn't drink they needed to cover themselves with sackcloth and ashes they need to call on the god jehovah they needed to call on the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob they needed to turn from their wicked ways the king said to stop your violence to stop your evil way the king said to cry out Uh, to God Almighty. He says, who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? God sees when we repent. God sees when we turn around from our wicked ways. People don't believe in living holy now. People don't believe in really that the voice of God has anything to do with how we live. But these people heard the voice of the prophet. When the prophet came and decreed what thus saith the Lord, they heard the power behind that voice that was speaking out of Jonah. And they knew that what God said was going to come to pass. And they repented. Then God saw their works and turned from their, and that they had turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not destroy them. But the thing about it is this. When God has compassion on a people... And when we have prejudgments about people, and I believe that there's a thing that the Lord is going to do in this hour. It is up to the prophets and the, the prophets, the preachers, the laymen. It's up to the Christians to begin to decree and to declare what thus saith the Lord. We got to say what God tells us to say to a world. We got to do what God tells us to do in a world. We got to speak that which God tells us to do. So the question is, is when God God is speaking will you obey the 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 mindset of the prophet Jonah was wrong at this time and so Jonah after he said what he said he went and set out and he set to wait to see what was going to happen to the city God had already made up his mind that he was going to save Nineveh he was going to save the people so God caused a, a gourd to come up and that God caused the gourd to come up so that while Jonah was sitting out he would would be uh 
covered from the sun. Then the Lord said, he asked Jonah a question and he said to him, he said to him, then the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? Is it right for you to be angry? The question is, is is it right for us to not do what God wants us to do when he's trying to save a people? Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah was so angry with God. So he prayed a prayer and he said, Oh Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are gracious and merciful, God, slow to anger and abundant in love and kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore, now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And so Jonah's all upset. And thus, as I said, the Lord asked a question. Is it right for you to be angry? Is it right for us to buck up against God when God is trying to do something? Is it right? Do we have the right to say that just because we don't like somebody, God should not bless them? Is it right for us to forget about mercy when God is trying to do something? Is it right? Do we have the right to be angry against God who is sovereign? Is it right? So Jonah, he went out of the city and he sat on the east side of the city. And there he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would happen to the city. And the Bible declares in the fourth chapter of Jonah, it says, And the Lord God prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was grateful for the plant, but he wasn't grateful. He had a lot of concern for the plant. He was grateful. But the next morning, the Lord prepared a worm and it damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun rose that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself. It is better for me to die than to live, is what he said. Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? First, God asked him, Is it right for you to be angry? And he's asking, Is it right for you to be angry about the city and me not destroying it? Now, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, It is right for me to be angry even to death. So Jonah had the wrong attitude about this thing with him being a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord needed to teach him a lesson. And does God need to teach us a lesson when he's trying to get us to do something for him? It says, but the Lord said, you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow and came up in a night and it perished in a night. And then God looks and he wants Jonah to see something. And he says, should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, which has more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? 
So God was concerned about his people. And so if God tells us to do something for him, where is your heart in the matter? The Bible declares that we got to show mercy. And when we show mercy to others, when it comes time for something to happen for us, the same uh, when we have judgment without mercy, then when we don't show mercy to others, if it comes a time when somebody needs to have mercy on us because we have shown no mercy, we get no mercy. Will you obey the voice of God? Will you get the wisdom that comes from God? Will you ask God for wisdom when it comes to you obeying? When it comes to you obeying God, the, the simple truth of the matter is that you just obey. When you get wisdom that comes from God, it yields to God. When you use wisdom that comes from God, it's full of mercy. When you use wisdom that comes from God, it's full. It's, it doesn't have partiality in it. Jonah's spirit, although he was a prophet, Jonah's spirit in this matter, when it came to God making a choice that he wanted to save a people, Jonah's spirit was incompatible with what God wanted. Jesus, when he spoke about him dying and going on the cross, he spoke and and the pro- he spoke and one of the apostles, Peter, said, no, Lord. And, and then Jesus spoke to him and said, get behind me, Satan. God was talking to the enemy. He wasn't talking to him. So when God is trying to get you to do something, when God is trying to get me to do something, are we going to obey the voice of God? So we see in the book of Jonah, we see a thing that God, when he gets ready to save a people, let God do what God is going to do. And when God chooses you as an instrument to help him in the work of God, obey the voice of God, obey the voice of God. When God wants you to work with him, work with God. When God gives you an assignment, obey the voice of God. Do that thing which God has told you to do. Uh, You never know whose life you say. Look at our world today. Whatever God has called you to do in our world today, our world is going through so much right now. So whatever God has called you to do in this world, hear the voice of God. Obey the voice of God. Do what God has told you to do in this day and hour, and God will be pleased with you. Amen. God will be pleased with you. Amen. 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 So we have talked about Jonah and will you obey the voice of God? I hope that in this message that I have said something that will encourage you. And I hope that you will, you will, the next time that God tells you to do something, that you'll be eager to do that thing which God has told you to do. Don't let Satan rob you of what God is trying to do in you and through you and how God is trying to help a people. Be humble enough to admit that you are not God and neither am I. We are just uh, vessels that God wants to use. So I hope that this message will somehow encourage you. We see a great lesson in this for today that when God speaks, it's best to heed and to obey. Don't try to figure it out.
But if you know that the Lord has spoken to you, just obey. So I hope this has been a blessing. And until we can meet again, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie with sharing the word of God. So please be blessed until we can meet again. Bye-bye.